0: Well, good morning. It's Breakfast with the Broker every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, as you can see, I'm not in Boca Raton anymore, and I'm not in Kansas either. So uh, I am in uh, Mexico uh, live, and I have a very exciting guest. So without further ado, and now she is the number one REMAX agent in Broward County, Florida, and by way of Coral Springs, Florida, she's a boss lady at REMAX Direct. She's a former psychotherapist, which obviously led her to the real estate industry. She is a mother, daughter, sister, wife, and top producing realtor. Stand up and make some noise for Laura Shiso Sanders.
1: Good morning.
0: (laughs) Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? Very well. So tell me a little bit, uh, you know, you get into this real estate thing and, uh, Um, You weren't always in the real estate industry, were you?
1: Mm, Well, I don't know. It wasn't too far into my life that I got into it, but um, you know, I've been in it for more than half of my life um, because I was doing it while I was a psychotherapist. I was flipping houses when it was easy to flip houses. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You could actually find a house to flip. and. You know i just um when i was getting my master's degree to be a therapist that's when i actually ended up um getting into the real estate industry i met a remax agent actually in a nightclub and he's like you want to buy some investment property i'm like sure let's let's do it i was i had extra time i don't know what that is today but i had extra time i went out the first property he showed me was a four unit cottage building right on um, one block from pompano beach and um it was two hundred and sixty thousand dollars. So with four units, you had to put twenty five percent down. I was a uh, literally like twenty one years old, and I I was like, I don't know where I'm going to get all this money. I had most of it, so I went to my brother, who was a little older, said, "Hey, can you want to do this together?" He goes, "If Daddy says it's okay, I'll do it." <laughs> my dad said, "A hurricane's going to come, and it's going to blow this away." And I said to myself, 10 years later, if I only knew, I would have been like, please blow it away.
0: <laughs> but
1: now you don't want that to happen because insurance is very hard.
0: So, it, you know, it's fu- It's funny because you said something very uh, um, interesting because, uh, you know, you were at a nightclub and a REMAX agent asked you, hey, you want to do this? You know, and uh, too many times we don't ask for business and, and, and as real estate agents, um, you know, what I, always, what I always tell real estate agents is that, listen, if you don't ask, you're obviously not going to receive. But the other thing is, there are agents out there, which were 1.5 million uh, agents in the National Association of Realtors, you know, that just aren't good. And you don't want a chance, a client or consumer, to have a bad taste in their mouth over the real estate industry because you let someone go. So you really do need to ask, don't you?
1: Oh, yeah. I you know i make it a joke i'm pretty um i mean i think i'm funny but uh, <laughs> but i make it a joke when i'm with people you know um in fact my husband says all the time that you could be in a conversation everybody could be at a dinner table having a conversation i don't hear anything till somebody says uh, real estate buy a house sell a house all of a sudden my ears perk up like a dog, and I'm like, what? I mean, I, I'm pretty deaf, to be honest with you, after working in a nightclub, and I could be in a restaurant, and uh, all of a sudden, I will hear, you know, people talking about real I could hear conversations in the background, and I'm like, but I don't say anything a lot of times when, you know, I don't, like, drop my card off or anything like that. That's kind of rude, but because you really should It's an A-B C- conversation. You probably should see my way out, but... Um, <laughs> But, but yeah, so, no, I constantly tell people all the time. I'm like, if you're looking for a good realtor, I know one. You know, and mm-hmm. you
0: know,
1: I was in somebody's house the other day, and they had taken my um, pads and stuck it underneath a uh, in their laundry room. And I said, oh, I was. I pointed to it, and like, <laughs> she goes, oh, no, no, we just write on those because we like the to do pads. And I said, no, that's me. And she's like, you sure that's you? I'm like, I promise you, that's me. And so obviously, I don't look like what I looked like before. Yes, Adam,
0: that's Laura. <laughs> <laughs> that's so. funny. So, you know, you really built, a, you know, over two decades of, of being in the real estate industry. You really built a, a amazing business and helping lots of consumers and whatnot. You know, if you could give a, you know, top three, you know, best practices or advice to agents that maybe just want to level up want to go from the next level, maybe someone who's been in the business two, three years and trying to, you know, go, you know, six figure or 250 or 300, you know, um, GCI and and getting into the the higher volume. Um, What would you what would you give advice to?
1: So there's a couple of things. Like, first of all, I don't feel that I'm at my best and I'm not producing at my best, to be honest with you, like I could do better. I'm not as organized as I would like to be as you see all my stuff back there. And I'm <laughs> trying, but it's hard. And I just moved offices. I was with the same company forever, the same Remax. And, um, but one of the things is organization. You know, when you're new at this and you only have a few files and a few names, stay consistent. Stay consistent on putting those people into your CRM. Stay consistent on being on top of those people. I mean, I'm pretty good at it, but I'm not great at it. I'm not great at anything. I'm No, I learn every single day. I can't even tell you like uh, something that I learned yesterday. Like every day I'm learning and you have to be wanting to learn. Um, So again, keeping every time you close a file, that file, that person should be in your CRM, in your sphere, in your follow-up system. Um, I found that I wasn't taught that from the very beginning. Because I think I don't think real estate was the same as it is today back then. I don't think people took it as seriously. I I think that it's it's it can they have the potential for the money in this business is unbelievable. I mean, and I don't think that when I first started that it was conveyed to me how amazing this profession is. And I don't think it's considered a profession. I think it's considered being a used car salesman, but I have to tell you, I have a master's degree. Um, just like a lawyer has a degree. And I have to tell you, we have the potential to make more than a lawyer does. And a lawyer has the potential to make more than we do. But it, but being a lawyer is it being sales. And it's the same thing. So you have to treat this as if it's a business and it's a profession. This isn't a hobby. And it's surely not flexible. When people tell me this is flexible, I I, I laugh. I said, It's flexible if you want to make $300,000 and by by the way guys, that's an amazing amount of money Like I'm okay with 300. Well, I'm not okay with that, but I'm okay with that Like You you know, you can live a great life on that So, you know, that's that that would be like the first thing is you got to stay organized You got to got to take all your people and put it in um, the next thing that I would say is You gotta you you gotta hire somebody you need to have support you really do and the reason why i say that is is because i can tell you when my kids were little i was up till one o'clock in the morning doing that fifteen dollar which was probably ten dollar an hour paperwork back then doing that 15 ten dollar an hour paperwork don't be scared hire somebody like you know what the more you you have to spend money to make money and even though you're spending money you're going to make more money and you can't make that more money unless somebody else does that other stuff for you. Like, does it make sense for me to be sending out the thank you letter when the listing comes in? Like, I write my handwritten cards myself. Personally, I do do that. And I'm going to tell you, like, I'm crazy. Like I'm busy. I'm a nut job. Like I'm, you know, but the thing is, is that by doing these little things that I should have done sooner and not be scared and have somebody to tell you not to be scared is really important. And no better person to tell you than somebody that's done it themselves, because you have to be present for your family. And the only thing, you have two things in your life, right? It's your health and your family. Everything else doesn't matter. If you have no health, what are you making this money for? And, and I'll be the first to tell you, like, I'm 100 pounds more, no joke, than I was. Um, I'm actually on a thing. Okay. Uh,
0: it, so you're busy now. It's great.
1: Yeah. It's next to her Like, Sorry. Yeah. Nobody knew I was on this because nobody was here when I got here this morning.
0: <laughs> um.
1: Anyway, so where was I saying? I was saying you need to be present. And I, I have to say I was horrible about being present for my kids. Um. You know, um, my kids have the perception that my phone is tied to my ear. Like they used to make the joke, you should s- just sew it in, you know, never remove it. That's what they made ear pods for, I guess. Um, but I don't use that. Now I'm going to die of brain cancer from holding it to my head. Um, so, you know, I am. I'm, I'm much heavier than I was when I started this business by far. And I have my own problems of getting myself to do. So I think it's good for people to hear that, that I have my faults in how I do my business because I get stressed out it's not even that I care about them. I do care about the money, but I don't care about the money. I care more about closing the deal and getting it done and knowing that I've accomplished something. So when things go wrong, I like to eat, you know, I'm not going to lie. Like that's my thing. I like to eat and um, not healthy stuff. Like I like fried chicken fingers and things that are comforting. Not, you know, I'm not getting a quinoa salad. Like <laughs> uh, Adam doctor probably is. <laughs> Um <laughs> but, you know so. you know
0: and it's interesting advice because you know um staying present is probably one of the most difficult things to do because you know you're trying to balance everything and and you feel like you know um sometimes it may be overwhelming and such you know you know how do you continually keep your mindset to where you are staying present
1: So I get up the same time pretty much every single day. Um, I run my business pretty much. It's like 24 seven. If all of a sudden things are starting to slow down, I freak out. I freak out. I'm like, I'll start asking other people. And they're like, why are you asking me? And I'm like, I'm just curious to know. Like, I don't think that I'm anything special. I think what I'm willing to do that other people aren't willing to do is this was my hobby when I started it. Remember, I was a therapist this was a hobby for me. This is something that I enjoyed doing. I love decorating houses. I love doing all that stuff. So, um, by, by loving to decorate, that was for me, like, yeah, this just turned into like, now it's my hobby versus also my job. So, so you know, I how spent 80 hours. Cause
0: a lot of people have, you know, similar story to you. Right. Um, they, they you know, they either, you know, you know, nowadays, you know, they got laid off for COVID or, or, you know, they decided to want to do something else. And they looked at it and they said, you know what, you know, if I work this part-time, if I make, you know, three, four deals a year, I'm good. How did you transition from a hobby to obviously a profession and career?
1: So I worked, um, two nights a week at bruise room in Pompano beach. So I was making, um, enough money for, um, to pay my car because i had a bmw and i had a really nice house but my job as a therapist if i told you i made 1151 dollars bi-weekly as a therapist with a master's degree so then i was doing extra work on top of that that's nothing 1151 you make more doing a rental right so if you did two rentals a month you were making um now rentals weren't that expensive back then but just you know if you were doing you know, a couple rentals or whatever so What ended up happening is I just started giving um, people my card and saying, you know, I do real estate. Um, Believe it or not, I have not worked at Brews Room in 13 years. And I have gotten multiple calls from people that were my regular customers on Thursday night outside on the bar. And they call me to sell their house or do whatever. Um, So, I mean... That's what I was doing. I was working as a as a bartender. I was working as a therapist. There was no money in therapy with a master's degree. Um, so then I was doing this part time. So the first year, um, and I had to give fifty percent of my um, commissions to uh, Jim and Suzanne Dunn. And my first year, where I was really doing this, I made fifty thousand dollars, giving half of my money away. I didn't make fifty thousand with a master's degree. So you do it for a couple of years and you're like, okay, I need my head examined. I'm working 40 hours. When I quit my job, God, the lady that was my boss, her son's a realtor now. And he's probably watching this. And when I quit my job, when they probably looked at the search history on my computer, they were probably like, was this girl like doing therapy or was she searching for houses? I mean, I was on the MLS all the time at work. So, but it was a different market. You could get away with doing that because you could actually buy a house and think about it you could call me and say laura i want to buy a house and i'd be like okay and i'd send you properties here and there we'd go here you know oh i couldn't go till saturday because i was working all day or i couldn't go till the night it wasn't you got to go right now right now right now right now this is the problem right now is that we can't have a life we can't be present in this market there is no way to get around it and if you're feeling frustrated you have the right to feel frustrated because there's no way they are not committed to us even, I mean, you get them to sign a buyer's broker's agreement. They're going to, they're going to hate you by the end. If you keep saying, I can't go, I can't go. You need to go and you need to go right now. And if you don't go right now, they'll go to somebody else. You know, it's
0: they have more, this is you know, they, they a horrible have more horrible
1: market. It's a horrible it is. It
0: is. You know, people look at it and, and, you know, they see the glamour of selling sunset and all, you know, million dollar listing and such. And, you know, all these high priced homes, that, you know, agents are doing the, you know, to me, they're doing, you know, a disservice to um, our profession by constantly, constantly posting. I sold this. Look at this. Look at that. Look at that. Look how great I am, you know. Yeah. And so when you boast, you know, consumers' eyes are like, oh, you know, they're making all this money and they're doing all this what, and they're not doing the work and and such. So, you know, how do you kind of navigate through, you know, consumers constantly saying, "Hey, I want you to discount." I want you, you know, to, um, you know, work on a, on a day that maybe you had reserved for your family. You know, how do you create your business um, based on, you know, the way that mindsets of consumers have changed?
1: So that's a great question. And w- one thing that I did, because I'm not going to lie to you. I cried and cried to Suzanne when I worked for her. I cried and cried. And I said, I can't do this anymore. Like, I just felt overwhelmed, like, I don't know if you've ever been a server and you feel like you're in the weeds and, and you're like, you got to get to every table and you just can't and they need a refill on their drink and they're looking for their soup and your food's ready to be delivered. Sometimes you feel like you're just spinning around and you're like, oh my God, I got to get to this person. I get to... And, they, and they're all off on work at the same time. And they're like, they all want to see a house at the same day. You can only do one thing. So again, what I said earlier is, so now I'm hire, I, hire, um, I have a full-time assistant that does paperwork. Well, now I'm busy. She can't do all the paperwork and put the listings in. So now I had to hire a transaction coordinator, right? So now I have a transaction coordinator and, you know, listen, you only pay them when you have a deal. They don't get paid if you don't have a deal. So that's good, right? And then I hired somebody that gets paid a percentage of every single one of my deals. But when I can't go, she has to go. So if I can't be there, I need someone for backup. And that's the thing. You gotta be willing to let your money go. You have to let it go. And if you're not willing to let it go, then you're gonna let your health go. I mean, I'm still not perfect at it. There's things that I do that I know I shouldn't be doing, but I wanna be there. I want my customers. I don't want them to say, where did Laura go? Where's Laura? I don't wanna be that realtor that doesn't engage with my clients. So I'm not willing to let that go. And that's my problem. That's my issue. And everybody's going to run their business differently.
0: Yeah. No, it, it, you know, leveraging yourself is so, you know, it's so tough these days, um, you know, with um, all the noise and distractions that come on in, you know, in, in our careers and in, in our real estate business. And, you know, you have now 220,000 licensed realtors in the state of Florida and you have 200 um, another 250,000 of uh, licensees that aren't members of the National Association of Realtors. So nearly 500,000 realtors in the state of Florida, or I should say real estate like agents in the state of Florida. So, I mean, you're talking about a lot of competition, a lot of people um, you know, picking one off and this off, and we're having to deal with consumers that are having bad experiences. Well, when you have 500,000 real estate licensees, yeah, you're going to have a lot of bad experiences. So what I encourage real estate agents all the time is, Listen, they need you. These consumers need you. You have to solicit for business more now than we ever had before, because the person next to them might be um, not a good realtor, might not be ethical, might not, you know, uh, do right by the the consumer. And that you're guilty by association. Right. So we need to perpetuate professionalism in this industry. And just like, um, you know, we do collaboration, you know, we need to collaborate more. You know, we're not competitors. We are collaborators, and we have to continually try and um you know propel the industry uh, forward, just like you do. I'
1: am trying anyway.
0: <laughs> well, you're doing a great job. You know, yeah. so you hired your real estate. at what point in your business did you end up hiring your real, your uh, first real estate assistant?
1: Um, so I so I had my first one, probably. I went through a lot in the beginning I have to say because I didn't want to pay a lot because I was scared and you get what you pay for um, um, so I want to say though the one I have now has been with me for six years and the one I had before that so she's actually my licensed agent that works with me so she's been with me on and off for over ten years um she I hired her back of course right when COVID was coming out. And I was like, Oh, gosh, now I got to put you on hold till we figure out what we're doing. Um, So she came in in COVID. But she was with me the three years before I hired the last girl. So I've definitely had an assistant for at least over 10 years. And I've been, you know, and, and, you know, it's funny, too. I I think you got to figure out what you're what you're trying to do and need help to do that. And I think I wouldn't say that Coaches helped me. I'm going to be honest. I would say that me going home at nighttime on my iPad and Googling, how do you get better at this? How do you do this? How do you do that? And just listening and kind of looking because it was never really at the beginning. It was, ne- I never thought I would be the number one. I, that was just never my, I never shot for that. In fact, one year I was number five in the state of Florida for REMAX my kids and they were little little then and they said mom how come you're not number one I go okay so would you like to never see me and then I became number one and you know what's funny is they got to see me more because even my husband will tell you like we we were at the other day we were at um, we took my mom to brunch um, and we were there and she said to my mom he says your daughter's gotten so much better my mom's like she's been like this since she was little like I mean, I was selling floppy disks to the kids in school when I was in fifth grade. I had my first job at 10 working in a florist in New York. I mean, working is in my bones, you know? So. That's
0: awesome.
1: Yeah. I mean, I had somebody one time ask me, they said to me, it was kind of rude, actually, I have to say, I don't understand why you sell as much as you do. And I was like, okay. I said, um. So what time is it she says it's 11 o'clock says uh what are you doing she goes i'm getting ready and get in the shower i said so that's what i do and what you do i am already at the office i am already working you're just now getting in the in into the shower and getting out of your pajamas so i get offended by that when people say to me i don't understand what you do well yeah. you don't need to understand what i do <laughs> You need to be you and I need to be me and I will help anybody and everybody that knows me. And a lot of people on here, like I know them and they know that I am probably the nicest person to them. Like I will go out of my way for anybody. Some people will be like, Oh, you know, you can't be a hater. You gotta be a joiner. You know, you gotta, you know, if you don't know me, like if you know me, you will know that I will go out of my way. I will do anything for you. I'm That's probably awesome. the best gift giver you've ever met.
0: <sighs> <laughs> so um, I always wrap up the uh, conversation with um, uh, two questions. One is, um, what's your favorite streaming series of all time, like Netflix, Hulo's, uh streaming series? And what are you currently watching?
1: <laughs> okay, so normally I usually can't find more than one thing to watch at a time. Now I am all over the flipping map. Um, I'm watching... <laughs> I just finished you last night.
0: Oh, uh, you know, I, I got it got old for me after the second season. I don't know. I
1: don't know. It was uh, a whole different season. Back. The third, you got to see it. It went All a little right. off the
0: yeah. um,
1: you. I can't wait for Dexter to come back because Dexter's too, right? coming. I do like the Good Witch. I do like so to you're, be-
0: you're you're sick and twisted just like me. Perfect.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, but then I watched the Good Witch, which. You know, it's nice to be in other people's lives, you know, like in their like they're little small towns and you feel like you're um you know what I mean? Like
0: yeah. and then
1: uh, I'm watching Bosch on uh Prime. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of yeah, I'm watching Bosch. My husband said I wouldn't like it and then I liked it, so I go, Great, now you don't even know me. <laughs> um but um oh and stupid stuff like what is it? It's not Dallas, it's uh um oh my god, it's the other one that's I can't even think of the name. So I'm, I'm like all over the place. And um, I do probably come home and probably about 10 30, 11 o'clock at night. I do get onto Netflix. I watch it from my iPad. Um, but I'm kind of all over the place with different. So that answers that question. Uh,
0: yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Laura, Laura, you've been amazing just to sum it up. Um, you know, be consistent, um, hire an assistant when you get to a production level that you need to Um and you know, be present. You know, it's it's important to be uh, your family, your health, and all of that, and do right by uh, your customers, and they'll continue to come back. Laura Sanders, you're awesome, and I really, really appreciate you coming on Breakfast with the Broker every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Thanks, Wait, Laura. Where's my yes. breakfast, though? Oh, it's it's there might be Uber <laughs> Eats is coming. <laughs> See, you know what the funny thing is about the breakfast? So that's what I used to do. Was my stick was like. I bring breakfast and we would meet in person and we do a secret handshake. And so we do the secret handshake and then COVID happened. Well, now I can't give you breakfast and I can't meet you in person and I can't shake your hand. So now I got to do the virtual world.
1: Thank you for but having me. We will me. get
0: breakfast. I <laughs> Breakfast is on me and uh, we will definitely get together.
1: All right. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you, Laura. Appreciate right. it. Have a great week.
1: You too. Bye-bye.